Hey everybody, welcome back to the Keenly Blade Podcast, and welcome back to another edition of the 12 Days of Barrel Picks. This is your host, Jake, speaking live from Chicago, Illinois. This episode picks up uh, right in the middle of a conversation that I had with the good people over at Jepson's Bourbon. I sat down with Tremaine, the founder of CH Distillery and the CEO of uh, Jepson's Bourbon, and his head blender, Tyrus, who also joined in the conversation. um, pick up right in the middle of a full episode that we recorded, um, but we cut off the last about 25 minutes to make it into a 12 Days of Barrel Picks conversation, an episode here on day six of the 12 Days of Barrel Picks. So you'll hear Tremaine speaking first, and then Tyrus coming in and out of the conversation too, talking about their single barrel program, their blending process, and how they started sourcing whiskey from both Thickle and MGP to create Jepson's Bourbon. I hope you enjoy this one and have a great rest of your holiday. Cheers. It was a sign, what you're saying. Yeah. That's what it was. It was yeah. a sign yeah. for things yeah. to come. We got to hurry yeah. <laughs> to get this out April 1st. <laughs> yeah. So there's no idea to do an April Fool's Day release, which... Yeah, thanks, I, COVID. I, I think it goes against your what you said about you being bad marketers, because that's perfect. Well, the, was. The, the, the funny We're thing about it marketers. is that, you know, we had when we had talked about that in, in, um, in the winter of 2019, we were like, oh, yeah, we'll put together mm-hmm. a whole thing, and then we kind of had a thing put together and they were like, oh. and then of course what happened was that as soon as we put it out, we t- actually almost essentially forgot it was because April fool's day that year was just kind of like, who cares? It like, wasn't sucks, funny, you know, no. but all of a sudden there's all these people out there like, this is an April fool's joke, mm-hmm. you know, Jepson's bourbon. So, <laughs> so you still went out there and released it on April 1st. Yeah. And it, and it. Uh, it was a hit right away. Um, it's done. It's, as, uh, and it's a better bourbon than we were able to, to, to do under the CH brand, but it's, okay. it, it way outsells anything that CH, um, you know, the CH version of it ever did. And that's largely because um, Tyrus has put together a really delicious blend. Our price point is fair. Um, and what's cool is that, you know, and, and you know, you sort of, you find your way, right? right? As the market tells you what what you what they're looking for. So we started getting um, almost right away. We started getting uh, stores asking us about single barrel, hmm. and so I said to Tyrus, uh, "How do you do that?" <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Dude, I taste through all these barrels. I know which ones are the best." Right. Yeah. So when you initially were using um, Dickel, if I can say that, mm-hmm. and I'll just close that. No, I'm sorry. You can't say that. Okay, I won't say it ever again. <laughs> can't say Dickel. Won't say it ever again. Dickel is dead to me. Yeah. Dead to us all. And MGP for that first stock. Are you still using Dickel or just MGP? For? For blending. For blend. For batches. Yeah. Yes, we are. We are. Are there Dickel single barrels available? They're, they're available, but it, it like I said, going back um, to my blending, there are a lot of... There are many misconceptions about Dickel because mm-hmm. tons of people in the bourbon world that drink bourbon think that Dickel tastes a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Th- this characteristics. Are, yeah, there are. There are. But so does our shelfy bourbon. So does this person's shelfy bourbon. So does this distillery's bourbon. But when it comes down to single barrels... Just like, just to be cheesy, just like people, we're all like unique. Mm-hmm. So if you choose a good one, man, it's different than the general public. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, they are available, but there there are a lot that just avoid it because of that. Honestly, yeah, I mean, 
I probably put off trying it for five months. I saw it out there. I sell whiskey. I knew, I, well, I thought I knew where it was coming from. I thought it was all MGP sourced. I'm not sure where I read that. The the trades misled me, I guess. Um, but I'm here to correct that now out there with this dumb little podcast. The truth. Yeah, the truth. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. We speak the truth on this podcast. Um, but I saw it as, okay, cool. Um, this brand that was something is now doing something different. They were known for the shots, the Malort face, the Chicago handshake, all that great stuff that comes around with drinking in Chicago, you know, and friendship and community too at the same same time. Now they have a whiskey. They're putting MGP barrels into a bottle that has their label on it. What are we supposed to do with that in the whiskey industry? <laughs> okay, cool. Another, Fair question. Another, another MGP whiskey. <laughs> and as we were talking earlier, before we turn the microphones on, people out in the whiskey industry, if they were sourcing whiskey, they... They hid, not hid, but they wouldn't be very vocal about that. They, they were sourcing it. There's only certain brands, like the Blum Bros we were talking about, um, being out there, being bold-faced in like a jokingly ma- matter about where they're getting this whiskey. Obviously, there's people like Templeton that have had their own troubles and disputes with what they were doing with their whiskey and claiming where it came from. Now, on the shelves, you see brands that will say MGP Whiskey as mm-hmm. a necktie, as a shelf talker right there. Not yeah. afraid. Like three, four years ago, that wouldn't have existed. Five yeah. years ago, hell no, no way whatsoever. But now it's some, uh, MGP is a source of pride when it comes to, because everybody, totally. everyone's yes. becoming more sophisticated. We're turning those Malort drinkers into not necessarily whiskey drinkers, but more educated drinkers. And they know that MGP is producing some of the best whiskey in America, some of the best whiskey in the world. In the it shouldn't, world, be, yeah. shouldn't be a flaw. It shouldn't be... Um, a, a negative connotation to go along with your brand if you're using MGP whiskey. Well, and that's the thing too. If you don't know about MGP, yeah. all you see on the back of some of our single barrels is Indiana. Mm. If you're ignorant to the fact who wants bourbon from Indiana, <laughs> who like doesn't know anything about bourbon, right? Just like it should come from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you just don't. You're know. one state too north. These, these guys, yeah, <laughs> these guys right next to us are doing some really good things in Indiana. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so what I'll say is with a lot of oh, our single yeah. barrels, people that know buy them up, buy up our single barrels because it's. A five and a half year, six year MGP single barrel. Yeah, and we charge the or not we retailers charge what, what sub forty dollars for it, and it's as a consumer, it, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and that's how I came in contact um, with it. Actually, was through your single barrel program. Um, so it been out in the market for probably probably at least six seven months. I guess it was January of this year, so twenty twenty one. I should say. Oh, cool. Um, I was out at Gold Eagle to do just a little bit of a sales call. I think they were going to taste some single barrels that day. I can't remember exactly what I was doing out there. But uh, Chris was the appointment before me, one of your sales reps. And he had like 12 Malort or Jepson's bourbon uh, bottles right in there. And Jake, the owner, one of the owners of uh, Gold Eagle, was asking me, he's like, do you want to try? And I'm like, you know what? I've been putting this off for a long time. Um, if I'm gonna talk, if I'm gonna talk shit about it, to my you know in my head about it, yeah. I don't talk shit to anybody else about it because I was confused. I was like, "What do we do with this whiskey?" Honestly, that was the question I had in mind. And then I tried it, and I was more baffled <laughs> because it was good. And Sorry. I was sitting there with Wilson, who uh, who's on this podcast with me sometimes. And <laughs> when he can Wilson. make it, when he can make it, where, uh, are where are you, Wilson? Wilson, Wilson. <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that's the running joke. Um, we sat there, and I'm like, I'm really confused by this because it has this traditional uh, a logo on the front that we're traditionally meant to make fun of. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to have a good time with, but not ever talk about and have a conversation with inside the bottle. And then it's MGP. There's always conversations that come with MGP. Is it okay to use it? Is it a good thing to use it? Should you be prideful in using it or not? And then it's Chicago. It's local in a way. It's a brand. And overall, it tastes really good. And they're exploring, and they're exploring around with it. Oh, and then the price point is really great too. So how do we sell our $50 single malts, our $60 single malts, our $60 bourbons, our $40, our $50 bourbons, our rice and our whiskeys out there to compete with something that's done really well, um, but just not in the curated package that we're used to? Yeah, it's a cheap bottle. (laughs) You know, helps helps us make a little money. Yeah. You know, and it's, I I love that really. And I don't know if everybody appreciates it, um, but... I, I when I, I I will say though when I buy a bottle of something that is in a super cool bottle, mm-hmm. um, I appreciate the bottle, but it's got to be super cool. It's got to be like oh they spent fifteen bucks on just on the like bottle. peerless we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like if if you're like really presenting a beautiful object, um, and the liquid inside is pretty good, you know, like I kind of get that. But for us, we're like let's put it in the cheapest bottle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because it helps us keep the you know the the price down, right? Yeah, yeah. that's the complete opposite. Of, They're like, not there's plastic, so many, are they? Well, we no. would if we could. <laughs> there's so many times that you, for the uneducated but curious whiskey or bourbon drinker, and I've done this with beer many a times. How many times do you buy? or make purchases based on the bottle and how it looks and how many times have you been disappointed mm, more times point. than not great for point. me personally. So I just, just how I, I live in general, I'd rather give you a not so nice bottle so I could give you quality inside and still charge you less than the general public or what it normally should cost. Right. I love um, that. That's much more important to me personally well, i think that's great and I, I i love that ethos and that foundation to be selling whiskey upon because it should be out there for the masses but let's get into uh what we've been talking about here for a few minutes now the single barrel program um and we just poured a single barrel from you guys which is from indiana indiana it says it right there on the right. back so is the idea to basically use these honey barrels you something you you find to be honey barrels you have a high rating of to be all of your single barrels um, so what I, I, I guess what I do a little differently than most distilleries and I can do this because of our size, but if normally when you come in to pick barrels, I will pick certain barrels for you. But if you want to try more, we'll just go at it and just <laughs> drill barrels. Because one thing I won't do, I, like, I'm not going to sell you something that you aren't happy with. Right. Nor should you accept something that you aren't happy with. That a lot of these single barrel picks do, not us or whatever. Just in the grand scheme of things, a lot, a lot of these clubs or people that are able to have access to these single barrels they'll pick one just because they have the ability to pick one Mm. not because they actually enjoy said pick well said 
Um, and that's do what you do. It's your prerogative. But in my opinion, that like it's a problem because if you're the head or one of the organizers of a bourbon group and you you're putting your name on these things, and then you release it. And if your group doesn't like it, then yeah, you're you start to fall a little bit in terms of yeah your palate and whatnot. So mm-hmm. people trust you less and less. Um, so yeah, I just like to make it how it should be, how it, based on flavor alone. And our price point is right there, so it you can try it if you want to so are there barrels that you would put back into a batch after testing them for single barrels or once you or do you have a certain number of barrels allocated for single barrel program it's kind of something that get, it, we we talk about here <laughs> still developing yeah still yeah i hear yeah. that no yeah, I, it's it's, de- it's based on demand too you know okay. and, yeah um we have we have a nice supply of you know sort of that four or five six year stuff and then we have a whole bunch of um, barrels that are more like two years and okay. even, you know, a good chunk of new fills. So it's a little bit of that balancing act of, um, you know, we, we love selling single barrels. Um, but like Ty said, you don't want to start selling single barrels that are, you know, would be better for a blend or just not or right. not quite ready yet. Right, because in yeah. a blend, there's barrels that, you know, have more heat to them barrels that have more sweetness yeah. to them it's the balance that finds everything that defines the characteristic of your typical blend right. your everyday blend versus a single barrel should be special it should be exceptional it should bring you back to that core product after tasting it shouldn't be something that shies you away from the label itself at the end of the day after you taste it yes in my opinion yes i don't know yeah wow. i agree I saw a lot of single barrels. Dude, so, that's yeah. what, that was it's my it's my it's yeah, my pitch. You'll hear it on the Star Wars single barrel cast at some point. Um, no, but that's the, my our foundation you know, for our distillery is built on twenty three barrels to batch of um, whiskey. You know, and we'll take some of those barrels out of that batch to show what it looks like from barrel to barrel to make it consistent through diversity. And that's what you should be, I think, relying on in a single barrel program so people can taste something exceptional but something different, but at the end of the day, bring you back to that core audience or yeah. the, the core offering some from your brand. And the one we're tasting right now, I've tasted now I think three or four or five <clears throat> different bourbons, and this one is definitely the most spicy. It's the hottest, but it has these really nice, like honey intermittent flavors that kind of come mm-hmm. popping in and out of there as well at the same time. Where is this one sold at? Uh, so this is a GNS market. Oh, um, yeah, good well, guys. Fan, fan favorite of the podcast. They uh, they have an awesome selection of whiskeys. Yep. I won't just say bourbons. Bourbon is my whiskey of choice but they have a great selection of whiskeys uh, in general and just very knowledgeable they'll help you out if you have any questions yeah great 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 guys do they just buy one barrel they have had a couple okay yeah they've had a couple so does claire um, control that that account claire is yes yep the head of that account Nice. One of your sales up out there. So she's the one that set this whole thing up, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah, you, Claire. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks, Claire. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. No, what about, um, so they actually, did they actually come to the distillery to choose their barrels? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
The only the, the only samples guys. I normally send out are just out of state. Okay. Um, accounts. So when a group comes in here to pick a single barrel or a store, what's that? What's that time look like? What's that adventure look like? Uh, that varies heavily. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how they're feeling. Um, there are times when it's all business. Come in, drill barrels, taste them, in and out within an hour. Or really? So. And then there's times where we come, drill barrels, we crack a beer or two, <laughs> hang out, and get lunch. Yeah, it just it really depends. Get dinner, get breakfast um, the next day. <laughs> and that's again goes along with like yeah, we build relationships. Right. Um, and I'll, like yeah, I'll shout out Gold Eagle and Amand when they and Benny's when they come by. They're they're by so often that we're just at this point we're friends. Mm-hmm. Is that you're no longer clients or accounts of ours. Right. Um, More than colleagues. Yeah. 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 And it, it's a good time always catching up with them, too. So, yeah, the, they vary drastically <laughs> depending, but it's always a good time. I try to make you, whoever is coming in have a have a good time. Yeah. And then usually we'll slip in a, a little um, taste of barrel-aged Malort just mm. like we did to you earlier. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like. Confuse me. All, yeah. All <laughs> Absolutely. I don't, I'm not convinced that barrel-aged Malort should be a thing, but it is a thing. How long have you been doing thing? it? I, I, we're, we were talking about this. Two like, you know how like now. 2021 two is right. like, you know, one COVID year? Yep. So, I don't know. It's been like three years. Yeah, okay. Four years. It's nice. three, including COVID. It's like a whatever. Chicago block. Yeah. It's like but, a mile. Yeah, but barrel-aged Malort is hilarious. It's... um. And it, you know, and again, like we're it, it costs a little bit more because it does take more work right. on our part, and barrels, you know, are not free, whatever. But can you imagine if we were like trying to ch- <laughs> trying to charge like forty four ninety nine for a <laughs> bottle of barrel aged Malort? Somebody out there buy it. Somebody out there would buy it. One hundred percent. But one hundred percent. That would just be adding insult to injury. Uh, I don't know. I, I think those mixed call barrels would make it taste a little bit better for me at the end of the day. Mm. But yeah. Mm. Yeah, I just, I love how honest you guys are about what Malort is. Like, you have the ownership of it, but you're using it to your advantage to sell whiskey. And it's like, yeah, we we, we make it now, but you know, here's what we're doing as a vodka distillery and as a bourbon blender, essentially. We're just basically having a good time. You know, yeah, that's, that's yeah, pretty much that's, what it that's is. That's a really good way you know, of putting it. Hang out with with good people, right? And, yeah, you yeah. Know, and and drink good and sometimes not good stuff, <laughs> but you know. I've had Cheers people. That, need it all. Absolutely. I've had people that weren't friends ask me like, "Are you like, are you proud of the bourbon you put out because it's under Jepson's name or whatever?" And it's like, yeah, me personally, yeah, I can't, I can't put out something that I'm not proud of. Mm. Like, yes, it has Jepson's name under our bourbon label, but I am extremely proud of like what's out there and what's being sold. Um, so just because it has that name, that's not to say that we aren't working very hard on it. Just because Je- Jepson's Malort tastes a certain way, yeah. but we work pretty damn hard to make it consistent and like you'd be su- give you it. Yeah, you'd be surprised it, how it, hard it is it's to interesting. make Malort. Yeah. Um, because Malort, you know, is a secret recipe, top secret that nobody could ever um, figure out, other than. Um, Carl Jepson himself, mm. but so we don't actually know how it's made. Um, 
I'm sorry, I digress. <laughs> I think that's a little single barrel bourbon talking, but um, but it, it doesn't have a lot of ingredients. Right. And when you know, it's sort of like making a um, this is gonna this is gonna be a ridiculous comparison, but it's sort of like making consomme, hmm. like because it it really just has a few ingredients. If you don't make it perfect, it really can go wrong. I know. Right. And and there's there's bad malort, and then there's the right malort. Okay. So getting, I like the, that. getting to the right malort is is it took us a while to get there, and huh. we te- we do taste test every single batch. It was how long did it take for us <laughs> to actually make our first batch? Because oh. we were testing for a while. Yeah, you almost, have the recipe um, correct. Yeah, but it was not ex- when we you know made we a test our- batch right away with that recipe, and we're like. Mm. Nope. Really? We yeah. Have our and recipe. nothing like nothing, you know, like devious or anything. It mm-hmm. was just sort of it had drifted and um, nobody had exactly written it down and driftless molars. <laughs> that was fine. Okay. So we just kind of started from scratch and rebuilt it. And interesting. Um, yeah. And it, but I'm telling you, it's it's really crazy how. So we are actually. My point in saying all of this is we are really proud of Malort. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We think Malort is an exceptional product. And but more than that, it's part of Chicago, mm-hmm. you know, and so we really carry the responsibility of the cultural significance of Malort, um, which, gosh, that really sounds pretentious. But um, no, I think it's right. But though. people Important. care about no. Malort. I, care, <laughs> yeah. I care about yeah. Malort. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm I I'm a Malort so. drinker. I, 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 you know, I'm not. But I get offended when people are like it tastes like shit when you're outside of Chicago. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, actually, it's OK. Well, OK, it does. But what you don't like shit? Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. No, I, I, I honestly I got into like not a little bit of an argument about it. Nothing too crazy. But what I also do. So thank you before I, uh, I will start that um, with this conversation real quick. I actually bring Malort with me on every trip when I visit my accounts outside of Chicago, outside of Illinois, because bartenders want Malort. That they can't get it in their market. Would you like a little Malort with your Star Wars whiskey? Uh, Here you go. So, yeah, I actually uh, coax bartenders into buying my whiskey with Malort. Yeah, that's amazing. You're welcome. It's the Australian (laughs) Chicago connection. Yeah, oh, very strong. Very strong. Yeah, yeah. Mostly, mostly very strong. No, I I hear you on that. and thinking back to the bourbon, you guys were doing a lot of finishes with it too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how'd that all start yeah, off? That, uh, how did that start? Um, Find some barrels it, in the street. No, it was... Uh, <laughs> we were in Portland. No, if I, yeah, if I'm just being completely honest. It, we're as all a great consumer, ideas start. As a consumer, I was a big fan of Joseph Magnus's bourbon, their cigar blend. Mm-hmm. Um and what that is is a blend of different finished bourbons. Shout out to Nancy Fraley. Oh yeah, she is Legend. one of the best in in my heart. She is the best blender. Yeah, uh, she's amazing. Um, but just yeah, I briefly talked to her. But just like what she does is very inspiring. Very inspiring, and the flavors that she comes up with is insane. So, yeah, that's where it all started. And it, it was something like she – I'm not the biggest fan of sherry, mm-hmm. but what sherry casks do to bourbon, I love. Yeah. It, it's insane. It's something that I wouldn't expect. But, damn, yes, I have been inspired by her yeah. to, uh, yeah, take risks and kind of figure out what certain things – 
certain barrels, certain finishes due to bourbon. I agree. No, I think she might be the most unknown, underrated legend in our industry that the consumers Beast. don't know about. Yeah. Like just it just every how many brands she has helped out, how many people she's turned yeah. into blenders of their own to help find that that right taste for your individual distillery mm-hmm. is so impactful. Can't even start. So yeah, it's a whole podcast in itself. Trying to get, yeah. trying to get her yeah, on. She by the way. could. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. No, but are you doing uh single barrels that are finishes as well? Yep. Okay. Uh, so I guess not, uh, a lot of them, not true quote unquote single barrels because I blend a yeah. fill a single barrel. I've done a couple sh- straight transfers where they are yes true single barrels finished and whatever um but yeah i started when we first started jepson's bourbon i started with sh- sherry casks um and finished that's the one that turned me around so uh, good i was like it, oh, god damn it i was very i was <laughs> very <laughs> proud grudgingly i'm like of good, what what uh, that turned into i hate it when that happens i hate it when that that, that, that more product is awesome. now <laughs> Uh, so now I have cognac and port. Um, some cognac is out in the markets. If you're local, you could go to Binnie's. I think they still have some on the shelves. Um, port should be ready around mid-January, mm. February, depending on what flavor profiles you want. Um, and then I'm getting more sherry in January. So, yeah, we're, we're excited about the future. Um and with different finishes, I would love to do a blend, like a cigar blend, but damn, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. I, I've I've been playing around with stuff, and that that just shows you how good there are levels to things in everything in life. And mm. yeah, Nancy's just on a different level. She's a beast in the best of ways possible. She's awesome. Agreed. Um, Agreed. So, yeah, stuff like that, I, I'm just, like, very interested in just creating new flavors with this whole craft thing, and I hate that getting thrown around so mm-hmm. much, but it, just being more open-minded about different flavors that you normally wouldn't do, um, and you see that a lot with beers. And what's cool about the whole beer and bourbon meshing together, beer blenders Beer blending is a thing now. Barrel age blending beers huge thing, is yeah. huge, yeah. huge, and that wasn't really if a whole festival built around thing, it. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't really a thing eight years or whatever. Yeah, things Goose Island and stuff. It, yeah, it, we've come a long way in the past decade in terms of fla- flavors in beer and whiskey. It's it's been crazy. So more trial and error to come from Jepson's bourbon. Yeah. Yes. 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 Not afraid to make a mistake. No. And still drink it. I think it's a good place. <laughs> no, I'll drink it regardless. I think it's a good, <laughs> it's a good place yeah. to end right there. <laughs> I love that quote. Um, yeah. And we are approaching Christmas just hours away. So uh, yes. I didn't want to I, I did't want to hold you guys up too long. So, But I appreciate your time. Thanks for the hospitality. This has been Thanks awesome and delightful. Thanks for having us. I'm glad we got it finally set up. Uh, Claire and I were talking about it for a while. So... Sorry she couldn't be here, but maybe next time she can yeah. join us. Maybe not during, like, the day before Christmas or two days before Christmas, whatever it is right now. <laughs> this worked out. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it's guys. been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more, and um, hopefully we can do it again here soon. Yeah. 
Right on. Awesome, guys. Well, for everybody out there, thanks for listening. Um, I hope you had a happy holidays because I think this will be after Christmas when this oh, comes yeah. out. Um, yeah. But we'll see. The <laughs> magic of the... We're living in a time warp right now, so who cares at all, right? COVID. Yeah. All right. Time warp bourbon. <laughs> That's the next label right there. There we go. There we go. Single barrel uh, call out right there for your name for that. So go out there, uh, buy some Jepsons, um, buy some CH as well, and uh, don't forget about Malort. Never. Never, never. You can never forget about it. Thanks, guys. Always in the back of your taste buds. <laughs> Cheers, guys.